You're listening to... No, that's not real. You're listening to The Heidi Rue Show. Yeah, that's better. Inspiring. Entertaining. Real. The Heidi Rue Show. Today, I'm talking with the founders and owners of Dress Up, which is a clothing boutique, uh, Derek and Danielle Case. Dress Up was founded in 2009, and you guys have 20 locations across the Southeast, Georgia, Alabama, South Carolina, and Tennessee. And then, of course, you have an online store that ships worldwide. I want you to take me back to 2009, right before Dress Up started. So you guys were just on a usual shopping trip, and the idea struck? I mean, how did that happen? Yeah, um, well really dress up. So the story really started, Danielle and I actually are high school sweethearts. So we started dating when I was only 16. So I've never taken another girl on a date. Um, I was really cool in high school, so other girls took me on a date. Um, (laughs) I'm just kidding. But um, so yeah, so we grew up in a small town in Dahlonega. So that's all we ever knew. And starting all the way back in high school, we went shopping every single weekend, and that fast-forwarded all the way to 2009. Um, when we started Dress Up, we had been, um, at that point, married for a year, mm-hmm. and uh, we were in a mall in Alpharetta, about an hour from Dahlonega, and I was sitting out on a bench outside of a mall uh, store like most men do, and <laughs> Danielle came out of that store, and she was like, you know what, I'm sick of this, and I'm like, Sick of what? I'm just sitting here on my phone, right? Like, just doing good. What's the problem? And um, she said, "No, I'm sick of coming to the mall every weekend. It's always the same stuff. Nothing ever changes. Um, you know, everything is always overpriced. And we're going to go back to Dahlonega and open our own clothing store. And um, you know, at the time, we said, you know, we're going to kind of base it for the college students and make it affordable. And it's going to change every week." And of course I was like, well, that is not what I was expecting. I thought you were going to say, we're never coming back to the mall. Right. I hate shopping. Um, but fortunately for her, um, I went back that Monday and I told a friend of mine that owned some real estate in Dahlonega and he said, um, yeah, that may work. And literally about eight days later, he came back to us and said, Hey, we have a space that you could rent, um, on the square. And we signed a year lease eight days after the idea and opened our first store five weeks after that idea. So, so Derek, I want to back up when, when Danielle said, Hey, I want to open this store. Were you like, wait, what, how do we do that? I mean, what was going through y'all's mind as far as like, wait, how do we do this? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Danielle and her family, um, she grew up in a, in a small business. So her family okay. has had a hair mm-hmm. salon now for almost 40 years. So wow. mm-hmm. she grew up in that environment. She got off the school bus at their business. So she understood that, um, I think it was ingrained in her that if you, if you work hard enough, you can kind of overcome anything. Mm-hmm. And we always say we were young and dumb and just fearless. And, uh, we were literally building a home at the time. So uh, I always say that we were homeless because we were we were renting out our other little townhouse that we owned, and we were living in a um, in an RV in the in the field of our parents' house while we were building oh the store. Goodness. And we just took uh, the cash that we had saved up to build our house and started our first dress up and maxed out two credit cards. Um, luckily, we got our money back quickly, and we didn't yeah. get foreclosed on our new home before it even got built. Um, but you know, we just, we just did it. And I had a little bit of background in business when I was in college. Um, I was fortunate enough to be able to be partners on a gym just kind of through working hard and sweat equity. Um, so we knew that it was a great idea. Saw that there was an apparel show going on at the Mart. 
happened mm -hmm. to be and went down and had no idea what we were doing. I mean, absolutely no idea. Um, we actually um, signed up under the salon's name, and um, which is funny that it's still to to this day we still go under the salon name. Really, yeah. Yeah. that's so funny. So um, when we go, we're not even as um, dress up. So yeah, if we go to a show in Atlanta <laughs> now, we still use her parents' salon name. We don't even check in as dress up. Oh so. my yeah. goodness, we kind of like that. It makes yeah. it a yeah. bit better. But yeah. well, and what a great memory too. Yeah. Yeah. you know, and a reminder of where it all started. Yeah. Yeah. Most businesses within, you know, the first couple of years, I think the first three years, they don't even survive. Mm -hmm. Were, was there ever a time in that very beginning where you're just like, what did we do? Is, are we going to make it through all of this? Mm -hmm. Um, not in the beginning, <laughs> but now, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Um, in the beginning though, it was, uh, you know, and we started, I mean, 2009, you know, um, especially for probably some of your young audience doesn't really know. Uh, you know, that was the peak of the recession. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we always said, we didn't think about it, of course, uh, you know, but if we can succeed during those times, mm -hmm. then everything should be good. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we, it was epitome of, it was a business started off of a need in the market, not just off of a passion or a dream. Danielle, you know, I believe this world is so convoluted with everybody says, chase your dream, chase, mm -hmm. do everything, you know which is great, but if there's a million other people already doing what right. your dream is and they're doing a really good job at it and it's already a crowded market, then there's no need for it. Mm -hmm. um, and there was a huge need for what we were doing at the time. When we did it, there was literally nobody else doing what we were doing. Yeah. And there's been a lot area. of people try yeah. to do it um, since then, and mm -hmm. a lot of people have failed, and there are a lot of people that are still doing a good job at it. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Was there a point that you realized, oh my gosh, this could be really big? Like, mm -hmm. I think we're on to something. Was there a moment, maybe at the very mm -hmm. beginning, but was there a time that you're like, oh? I think, I think almost immediately when we opened, you know, we thought we had a lot of clothes. We opened the first <laughs> yeah. day. Uh, I mean, our, our first store um, was about the size of this room we're in, so it was only okay. 800 square feet. So it was real small. It was in the basement of a small town in Dahlonega, Georgia. Yeah. And we had, you know, I don't know, a couple thousand dollars worth of inventory, and we felt like we had a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And we had like 400 items. And we had marketed to the college, and we were all excited. First weekend, we like sold out and we were like, oh gosh, <laughs> we have to buy more clothes. And, you know, we didn't realize, you know, how long we're process that was going to be and it's going to take a while to get it in. Mm -hmm. um, so, and then, you know, it started catching traction in the area and we, you know, saw that the, every weekend we, we saw a bunch of people drove up from Gainesville, which mm -hmm. is where we're at now. Um, and they said, you know, there's nothing like this in Gainesville. So we come up every weekend and go shopping. Um, so that's when we, you know, that's when I quit my job. Danielle mm -hmm. stayed doing hair for yep. the first uh, four years of our company. Mm -hmm. um, I quit my sales job and, and we opened our second location in Gainesville. And kind of then we were like that. I always say that this opening the, the, not that second location because we were super confident in that. But then we went to Swanee, mm. um, which we had never even heard of Swanee, really, for that matter, or yeah. Swanee Town Center. Mm -hmm. Somebody, she was cutting hair, and they said, y'all should go check out this new development in Swanee. We went and saw it. We liked it, and we signed a lease. Mm -hmm. And then we were really nervous because we didn't know anybody there, and yeah. it was successful. And then we were like, okay, we've got something. Yeah. So really, the third location was more scary than the first or the second yeah. for us. Well, because, so. too, it sounds like the first couple of uh, locations were open because of a need. Mm -hmm. You know, you knew that people were driving up from Gainesville already, and mm -hmm. with Swanee, it was it felt probably more like a risk yeah, um, yeah. to mm -hmm. take. Yeah. What is something that you guys did 
you feel like at the very beginning mm -hmm. of starting this business that you feel like has contributed to the success? I mean, I would definitely say, I mean, probably from a social media standpoint, I mean, I think we were definitely on the verge of that um, from the beginning. We definitely believed in that and pushed that. I mean, we were on the cuff of the beginning of Facebook. Mm -hmm. And um, so when Facebook first came out, um, we took advantage of that and um, <clears throat> used that to leverage our company. And, you know, we did Facebook posts, Facebook albums and everything. And so we've always tried to, to use that as a tool to be um, a form of marketing. Mm -hmm. um, and what would you say? Yeah, and I think in general, from a marketing perspective, um, you know, we've always just kind of, I guess, had a good eye for it. We've mm -hmm. never hired an outside firm to mm -hmm. do anything for us. We've always... <clears throat> we've always just believed in working hard and, and whether it was when we first opened the store here in Gainesville and it was in the fall, mm -hmm. we would go out and, and print mm -hmm. postcards and we would go out to the local football game and ourselves and stick them on wow. cars and uh, we would you know take some of our girls that worked for us and go out and hand out postcards at places instead of spending a fortune on a billboard or whatever mm -hmm. um, we would just do things the old fashioned way and yeah. um, Nowadays, it's a little bit harder because even on social media, you have to spend a fortune for anybody to see everything you do. Mm -hmm. um, so we were fortunate to start back then, I think. But mm -hmm. um, and, and then it still goes back to that need. I think that we really, really started our business based off of a need instead of just a want and a desire. So that led to success. But we still um, and we stayed true to what what we started. We started saying we're going to be affordable and we're going to get in new styles every single week. I think a lot of businesses start off with something successful. And then they see their neighbor doing something. And, oh, let me try that. Oh, let me try that. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, they don't have a direct message to their customer. And their customer mm -hmm. doesn't even know who they are. They don't even know who they are. So right. ultimately, yeah. you're not successful that way. Yeah, it's so true. And can I compliment you guys on your social media? Because mm -hmm. on Instagram, I love how you guys do. Um, and I know each individual store does it. But mm -hmm. the individual try-ons, like mm -hmm. every once in a while when you get new stuff in. Yeah. I love that. Yes. Love that. Because Thank then you. you really get yeah. to be able to see the clothes on real people too yes. and mm -hmm. in the flesh and yep. they usually give you tips and ideas of oh this could go with this and this could go with that so yeah, yeah really great job on the social media well, thank you so That's I really enjoy that it, it's helped me make a lot of decisions so thank you <laughs> well, thank you it's a lot of work yeah <laughs> yeah so a lot of people are shopping online and I'm sure mm -hmm. that that was probably kind of the start to of the wave I'm assuming in 2009 mm -hmm. so what do you guys see for the future with like brick and mortar stores and then online shopping? Yeah, I was just talking to someone yesterday. Um, you know, everybody associates us with dress up now, whether it's at the grocery store or whatever. Um, and somebody was saying, you know, where are we going to go and what are we going to do? And everybody also associates us with how we've opened all these stores for so long and like how many stores are you going to open this year? And it's just freaking people out that we haven't opened any yet this year. Um, and it's a combination of things. You know, the real estate market has gotten insane right now. Yeah. Uh, costs have, have gone through the roof. So that's one great thing to just say, all right, slow down on that side. But, but also, um, you know, it has so much has shifted online. Um, we currently shift, um, ship 60% uh, of our orders within 10 miles of our stores. So, huh. um, we haven't necessarily, a lot of our store volume has went down, but those customers are just, you know, buying from their phones or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, it is a huge shift. Um, you know, our, 
our warehouse two years ago was 5,000 square feet and now it's 60,000 square feet. So, Mm -hmm. um, which is also a combination of our growth because we bring in so many more clothes and things like that as well. But, um, so it's all changed this year. We've got new point of sale software. We've got new, um, systems in which our, um, our website has access to all of our stores inventory. Mm -hmm. So then we can put more inventory in our stores and, but still be accessible online. And of course there's issues with that. Um, you know, so it's just a, right now it's all about like fixing the internal and systematic issues as opposed to worrying about, you know, adding new stores all the time. Sure, um, sure. But we will add more stores in the future. It mm-hmm. just kind of changes the way that we do it and maybe not as big of locations, a little bit smaller, mm-hmm. um, kind of more showroom type mentalities, if you will. Yeah. What do you want when people do walk into a store? What, what do you want them to walk away feeling or, mm-hmm. you know, experiencing? I mean, I always say I want them to walk in feeling like they had an experience of, like, being able to come in and just truly have fun, you know, have fun shopping, have fun, like, trying on, experiencing new things, um, you know, trying on different things that they normally wouldn't, you know, try on, um, maybe stepping outside of their box. And, you know, that's the thing with dress up. We do get in so many styles, so much variety. Um, so, you know, we get in, you know, everything from super basic to some dressy to some punk to, you know, boho. We we get in so much stuff. So Mm -hmm. it does make merchandising in the store, you know, fun. It can be hard sometimes, but it's also fun. So for the customer, I always stress to the girls in the store, you know, make it an experience for them so they can come in. And when they go to the fitting room, they should be taking at least five or six things in there. Mm -hmm. It should be, you know, experience. So, um, that's what we try to, um, keep our store, um, volume experience like yeah so that's why we pay attention to um also like the details in the store you know Mm -hmm. we're very you know particular about you know the look and the the feel of the hangers and the music and the bags and just all the little touches like that right right and that gives it such a different um thing than shopping online you know it really does give that added benefit Mm mm-hmm so exactly. that's so cool. Okay, so this is a selfish question mm-hmm. um, because my husband and I work together. We own a business together. <laughs> so tell me something that you guys have learned working together, being married. <laughs> Can you give me any advice? Give me advice. Yeah, of course. Get that question. <laughs> get that question. We're always learning. <laughs> um, Oh man, this is—we can go on for hours with this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think for us too, Lines, the dynamic yeah. with uh, with with <laughs> the kids has made it way way more uh, mm-hmm. challenging, if mm-hmm. you will, because mm-hmm. um, hours are now almost six and mm-hmm. uh, two and a half going on six. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, uh, we have at least when it comes to dress up, we each have our own defined lanes, but they they still you know, cross each other. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I particularly kind of stay over the people and I still title wise, my title is like CEO. So I kind of am over everything. I still sit on every single marketing meeting, mm-hmm. even though obviously I don't, uh, I try to stay as far away from like following bloggers and stuff. Because right. <laughs> I live in it. So like when sure. I walk out of these doors, the Lord blessed me with two boys and I yeah. don't, want to look at another female <laughs> when I leave here. I go to the golf course. I go to the gym. I do something. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's generically my lane, but I still love being in a part of all of it. 
Um, and Danielle, you know, she buys the clothes, and generically speaking, she she buys the clothes and touches everything to do with selling it, so all the marketing and social media. But mm-hmm. but also, so many people, I think, um, get so caught up in, especially when a husband and wife working together, they try to say, okay, define your times to where you're working and when you're not, and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And honestly, when we try to do that, it makes it worse. Yeah. Um, it, what we do is our life, and this is what we do. We go home, we still talk about it, and it's just a part. There are times where mm-hmm. I'm a morning person, she's a night person. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of times it's 1030 at night, and mm-hmm. I'm just done with it. Yeah. And I'm like, can I just watch a TV show for an hour and yeah. not think? And she's like, well, let's talk about so-and-so from today. And I'm like, I really know. Yeah. Like, really, yeah. just get on your computer and leave me alone. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, you know, we value quiet time a lot at our mm-hmm. house, even though we don't have it a lot because our kids <laughs> stay up late and are obnoxious. But um, we, do, we do stay in our own lane as much as we can. And then we kind of cross over and meet in the middle at nighttime. And we just completely revolutionized potentially the way we're going to do management within our company over dinner the other night on a little notepad, you know, oh, wow. right before we left dinner, she's like, how about this? I was like, I was actually thinking that too, you know, so yeah. there's so much stuff because we do converse about stuff so yeah. much that, um, it is a yin and a yang yeah. and you know, we kind of, we talk about every little thing, mm-hmm. um, and just keep it open and don't try to hide things or whatever from each other and it, it's always worked out well yeah. so mm-hmm. did you guys figure that out at the very beginning to just kind of you just fell into your own lane yes or did well, that it was take pretty a easy bit for of... me i knew that i couldn't yeah. buy <laughs> the and women's i didn't clothing. want to yeah. be over that many people so yeah. yes um, yeah. yeah i don't know yeah. i don't i don't know it, they naturally fell into lanes yeah so. yeah yeah, so I, yeah, for a company, yeah. Whatever reason, I've always naturally been a little bit more emotional of a person than she has, and yeah. with this many females, that works mm-hmm. out. So, yeah. um, that's yeah. just yeah, everything happens for a reason. That's I so guess. cool. So, yeah. Well, I love that. So, tell me a little bit more about your boys, and how has how has running a business then affected mm-hmm. family life, and how are you kind of able to balance that? I think me. I think it it works because, like you said at the beginning growing up in a in a entrepreneur family you know both my mom and dad are um, hairdressers and so we grew up getting off the school bus at the salon staying there till you know seven eight nine o'clock at night sometimes you know um so we that's all i knew and mm-hmm. both my parents worked together their whole life and stuff and they still work together today so it's it's completely nothing new like you know at Three o'clock today, you'll see my son running through here after <laughs> kindergarten, you know, throwing balls through the office. Mm-hmm. And the girls here now are accustomed to that. Like, it's just what we do, yeah. you know. And um, and my children, our children, they're they're completely used to it. They're, they're used to their parents, you know, will have dinner and, you know, we'll do fun things. We'll take them on, you know, trips. And like this morning, we were able to go to their fall festival at Mm -hmm. school. But then, you know, at night, we may be doing some emails late and stuff. It's a balance for our children. Mm. They don't know any different. And and it's just what we do. And on the contrary, I grew up the exact opposite. I had, you know, the flip side of that to where both of my parents were very scheduled and were home at the exact same time. Um we didn't go on trips. We didn't do anything. We barely went out to dinner. It's like, you know, my mom cooked six nights a week. Um, and it was great. I didn't know any different. Honestly, I told her, you know, we started dating when I was 16 and outside of the local Mexican restaurant and pizza hut. Um, (laughs) I went to more restaurants with 
her and her right. family in the first month of dating her than I did in <laughs> yeah. 16 yeah. years. We didn't, so. have home. we didn't cook at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I admire that and <laughs> see that, of course, the balance in it. Yeah. But um, I love that, you know, it's just it's just who we are and what we do. We're on the go all the time, and our, our, our children wake up literally still every day, even our two-and-a-half-year-old, and he says, where are we going today? Are we going to soccer practice, a soccer game? Are we going to school? We got. They want to know where we're going every day, and they like it. Wow. They don't like just sitting at home. So, yes. and that's just the way that we're wired, and um, we're building little soldiers like that behind yeah. us as well. So, it yeah. makes it fun. So, I want to ask you a question, Derek, and then I want to ask you a question, Danielle. So, Derek, what, like, how have you created the culture here at Dress Up? Well, I've always said that my goal here has always been. We could have stopped doing stores really at like 10 stores was like a sweet spot for us whether it be whether it be financially to be transparent or whether it be um uh, just from a company so anything 10 stores was a really great spot and when but when we were at 10 stores we had so many people working for us that that were desiring for more that wanted an opportunity um and we kept growing because i wanted to provide opportunities for people that maybe couldn't have found it elsewhere um and we have so many people who work for us uh, I, Liz, that is our, our director of PR, for example, um, you know, she started working for us when she was in college and an intern, and um, she worked really hard. I, I think she had near a 4.0 when she graduated college. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I didn't even know what those Sigma, whatever those <laughs> cum laude, whatever it is you get. I did get a degree, but I don't know what all that stuff was. Um, but, uh, I, 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 you know, of course, we ended up hiring her when she graduated. And she was like, you know, I was so mad that you never asked me about my GPA. And I said, I don't mean any harm, but I don't care. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I hire people for people. And there's so many people that work for us that don't have college degrees. Or maybe they, I mean, two of our regional managers went to school to be teachers. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Like, it's all about, like, the we hire the people for the people. And we believe that if you're a good person, we can train you to sell clothes. We can mm-hmm. train you to, you know, do inventory and things like that. And if you start with good people, then you can kind of build everything else around that. So um, that's kind of the culture that we've tried to have for the last nine years. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of been the struggle as we've grown and went out of state is how to keep that and how to keep that, Mm -hmm. you know, more personal touch because I do care for every single person. And, you know, it's tough in the modern environment to where, Mm -hmm. you know, to, to have that person that's in Auburn, Alabama or in, you know, all the way out in uh, South Carolina for them to feel that as well. So, It's a never-ending thing to kind of try to figure out how to do that. Yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. So, Danielle, I want to know, since you do buy, Mm -hmm. do you still buy a lot of the clothes or choose the clothes? Still everything. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. So tell us, um, what are some of, like, the must-have pieces for the winner? For the winner. Yeah. Um, Definitely... Gosh, I've bought winter so long ago. Now I'm already like, <laughs> I'm like, what is coming in for right. winter? I know. Um, we get in so much stuff, and we go out and buy. Um, but definitely the um, like the fuzzy fleeces and the jackets. We're seeing lots of those. It seems like the oversized sweaters still the are oversized so sweaters. In, yeah. Yes, yes, definitely so that. Definitely sweaters. I mean, sweaters are our number one seller by far. I mean. Sweaters is our top category. Yeah. Um, it used to be dresses. Mm-hmm. Um, used to be dresses were our number one category. And um, over the past few years, it's definitely trended. And 
this year by a long shot yeah. is sweaters. What about um, ruffles? Are those still a good thing? Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely <laughs> think so. And statement sleeves. Okay. You know, like everybody yeah. wants some sort of statement sleeve, whether it's, you know, a bubble sleeve or a bell sleeve or... Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. Like you just put... Everybody wants that. Um, it's so flattering. So mm-hmm. I love statement sleeves. It's like taste of those things too because yeah. I see it now with our new software. It's mm-hmm. easy to tell the stuff that sells. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of requests for a lot of crazy stuff from people online. You know, everybody yeah. has an opinion now, so... Oh. Oh, sure. You know, yeah. you'll, yeah. you'll get six people that request something, and in your brain, you feel like everybody wants Everyone's, this. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll buy it. And when we buy something, we buy a lot of it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, and then you're like, well, I guess those six people bought it, and we still <laughs> and have like $20,000 worth of it that we yeah. haven't sold. Um, yeah. So what we've learned is it's, it's, it's touches of those things yeah. is what people Leopard's really want. Leopard's really so. big. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, it's, and the thing with fashion, though, and stuff, especially the industry that we're in, you know, fast fashion and, you know, affordable fashion – things come on so fast and they truly do. Um, and they die fast too. Yeah. So with us, we have to, um, we have to really watch it and be able to, you know, adapt and to, you know, um, make moves fast and, and to purchase and, but also to know when to pull back and to, right. um, lighten the load on certain styles and stuff. So it's a, it's a big, it's a big challenge. Yeah. So, do you um, have to, do you go to fashion shows? I mean, how do you keep up with all of that? That's we a have, lot of yeah, work. I mean, yeah. because you're you're not only ordering and choosing it for the store, but mm-hmm. then I guess you have to keep up with what's going on. Going too. on, yeah, yeah. We have um, there's um, my sisters actually help a lot oh, with that. Good. So um, both of them are very involved with that side of mm-hmm. it. So um, we um, we go every um, quarter, okay, and and spend a, a week at it. So wow. and then of course we're doing things in between. I mean, yesterday alone we were spending an hour working on, you know, certain certain orders yeah. and stuff so well, and it's, with, it's constant and it, ne- it really never stops right so, <laughs> right um, uh-huh. we're constantly working on that yeah. but in modern day with social media and yeah. everything too i mean you can see what mm-hmm. everybody's mm-hmm. wanting fashion has generically been a lot more similar lately than when we first started it is like every season it was drastic changes yeah and i even from what i've i always say i have like an outsider's perspective uh-huh. uh, because they get so caught up in like you know all the little details mm-hmm. and i always back up and say well i can look around the office and tell you what everybody's been wearing for like six months mm. and you know yeah. i always say i haven't saw a anybody in the office wear a dress in like a year hardly mm-hmm. Very rarely, so I know, several years old, you know, and I'm yeah. like, so, you know, let's just think about that mm-hmm. because our, our customers work for us, right. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, of course we still, we still have them and we still sell them, but yeah. it's not as big as it once was. Um, yeah. but generically speaking, the trends haven't been as drastic of a change. When we first started, it was like every spring and summer versus fall, it was just drastic changes. Yeah. And I feel like females have kind of, well, and I too thing. have to, um, I've always been really good, and I think that this is probably one of the biggest difference between me and a lot of other owners as things is I just take myself out of it, mm. and I um, it's not a personal thing. Like there's a lot of things that I would like love to buy for the company and stuff like that, but I know at the end of the day who the dress up customer is, and mm. I know you know we are in the South, and I know who who's yeah. truly going to buy our stuff. Right, and at this point. Um, and so I've made risk in the past and they have failed, you know, and I've done it numerous times and ultimately, you know, it comes back to, to me, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, at the end of the day, you just have to know ultimately 
who's going to buy it, really? You know, it's one thing if all these bloggers are posting it and they've got their glamorous pictures and these streets and all this and it's like to know and everything like that. But at the end of the day, the mass people that are in the Mm. South, working in the schools, in the offices, are they truly going to buy that? Mm. Um, And as a company, you just have to make that risk. Is it worth it? Or do you, would you rather just go with a safe shot that you know without a shout out, you're going to sell it out with yeah. one, one picture. Right. And so that's kind of where we're at as a company. So we like, I still like to have those risky things yeah. that are like super trendy and super fun, uh-huh. but we only like to play with those a little bit because it's yeah. just not Yeah, a lot it. of times too, it's funny. You can get on our Instagram and you may see something that has 3,000 likes, mm-hmm. uh, but likes don't always translate to sales. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, I really like that, but that doesn't mean I would buy, buy that. It. You know? Right, exactly. It may have 3,000 likes and 100 comments. Yes. Mm-hmm. But only 10 people bought it. Yeah. And they're like, hey, you would look really good in that. I wouldn't wear it, but you would look good in it. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And yeah. Um, it's just funny how that, Yeah. a lot of times you will see that. Mm-hmm. It may be something we're showing a preview of. Like, oh, this is awesome. Let's get ready to reorder it. And then you're like, nobody ever bought it. What happened? Mm, yeah. You know, it's, so it's, it's just interesting. It's, it's learning all those, all those kind of things. Yeah, yeah, and to figure out if those likes are because it's aspirational or because mm-hmm. it's relatable and it's yeah. something that, oh, yeah, I could see myself wearing that like exactly. every single day. Yeah. Exactly. Gosh, yeah. so much, so fascinating. So much goes into it. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you guys have like a running theme too from mm-hmm. the very beginning of just meeting people where they're at as far as being very customer centered and mm-hmm. going after the needs and even you talking about how you choose clothes and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's so awesome. What is next for dress up? I mean, what's on the horizons? What do you see in the future? Yeah. Um, we, we believe heavily in growth. So, mm-hmm. um, we're in a stage right now of, uh, not, you know, we don't believe in being stagnant and staying in the same place very long. Um, so we're kind of in a stage of what we're calling, calling internal rebuilding, restructuring. So, you know, new systems, new software. Mm-hmm. Um, when that's all over, over the next couple of years, we'll, we'll get back in a growth phase. Um, but it'll be different. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't think with the way the world is now that we'll ever have 12 stores in a, like we have 12 in Metro Atlanta right now, 13 actually. I don't think that'll ever happen again because there's not a need um, for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will grow again. It's now stores are going to be based more off of like how to grow your brand and how to get more exposure and how to get more people to see who you are, have an experience, and then go back home to wherever they live and buy online and then visit those stores, you know, mm-hmm. from there. So, um, and we've got a little while to figure that out and where yeah. we're going to go and do, um, and that'll probably fire back up again sometime next year. And we do have year. our new store opening in the Alpharetta. Yeah, we're relocating our Alpharetta store. That's where mm-hmm. I've got to shoot after this. Um, mm-hmm. Relocating our store there. We're on Wimmer Parkway right now, and we've been mm-hmm. in that center for a while. So mm-hmm. relocating it to um, the new development, Alpharetta City Center, that's in downtown Alpharetta. Oh, yeah. So okay. excited about that. That's yeah, great. Should yeah. be good. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It helps. I have an itch to – I love the construction side of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've moved personally uh, – five, six times since That's we've been married in oh my gosh. 11 <laughs> years. So, um, both of our last moves were when we had both of our children too. We're crazy like oh that. My gosh. So, yeah. um, but, um, <laughs> you know, so we built a house this time though. We don't plan on moving for yeah, a while, no. hopefully. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so we, we're getting our fix with, with relocating that store. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll get it going again in the next couple of years, but continuing online, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's so much focus with that. And, uh, 
it's a huge opportunity, you yeah. know, um, and with better systems and things, you can control it better. So, yeah. So I want to ask each of you what your advice would be, but if you were talking to somebody else that was just starting out, maybe they're in their twenties or something and they have some crazy idea and they want to start a business, what advice would you give them? For me, it would still go back to, so I, I get the fortunate opportunity to speak at, you know, colleges and stuff a lot. And mm-hmm. usually it, it, obviously tends to an entrepreneur um, minded college student. First thing I always say is what I've said to you several times. Um, Don't get caught up in that chasing your dream unless there's a need for it. Um, So verify the need. We started dress up literally um, in eight days. I didn't have a a 24 page business plan. Um, Business plans are great, but I didn't have a 24 page business plan, but I did have an Excel spreadsheet that said um, there's a small college here just based off of this. If we only sell to 10% of just the girls that are in a sorority, and if they just buy, 10% of those people buy one $32 item a week, then we can at least pay our bills every month. Mm. And I was like, and if we can't do that, then we suck. <laughs> and we don't suck. Right, so right. we can do it. And that's yeah. why we signed a lease in eight days. Mm. And, you know, because we had no competition at the time and all those sort of things. But on the flip side, if there were, okay, there's already 24 stores in our town that do this, then, you know what I mean? So um, that would be my advice is, uh, and then don't overthink it. I mean, it yeah. sometimes it can be that simple. Mm-hmm. And don't go so far into it as well. I think we also live in a world to where all you hear about, you see shark tanks and you see all these things yeah. to wear. <laughs> and you see dress up. You walk in a dress up and you're like, this is where I've got to start. Dress mm-hmm. up started in the basement of Dahlonega, Georgia. And we literally invested like $8,000 into our first store. Mm-hmm. And it was every dime we had. And um, our new store, I wish that we could start a store for $8,000. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> you know, but like you don't have to have all these money. Don't start small and see where it goes. Because if there's a need for it, people will come to it. Um, regardless of whether you have a million dollar building or a or a thousand dollar build out. Mm-hmm. If there's a need, then people will find it and people will get it. And, mm-hmm. and if you do a good enough job and if you work at it hard enough. So, um, you know, just start small and small minded and see if it okay. succeeds and then expand rapidly if it is good, much yeah. like we did at the beginning. Um, that's how you should scale it as opposed to, hey, let me go out and raise $250,000 on this idea that I have. Yeah. If you can't prove that idea, then you're just wasting your money and then right. you're going to be real stressed out, you know start owing people a lot of money on something Mm -hmm. that you haven't proven yet. And I would probably say just be prepared. Like if you say you're going to do something and you're going to start a business, then be prepared for the, you know, I hate to use the word hustle, but be prepared for the work, the work ethic, what it's going to take. Like if you're signing up to be an entrepreneur or a business owner, like it's not a nine to five. It doesn't check off at five, (laughs) you know, and it doesn't start at nine and you have to be prepared for that. And you have to, um, like just live for that Mm -hmm. and like be excited for that hustle Mm -hmm. and also um, be consistent, be consistent with what you're going to do. So don't be like one week you're passionate on fire and then you die off for two weeks Mm -hmm. and then the next month you're excited. And then you, cause if you're inconsistent like that, you're never going to get off the ground. And Mm -hmm. I think that's one thing with dress up. We've always been consistent with what we say. Mm -hmm. Um, we're still doing the same. A lot of the things that we do today were the same thing that we have done since week one. Wow. Um, obviously, they've improved, but it's the same consistency of mm-hmm. how we do stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's probably one of the biggest things that people people do is mm-hmm. they just lose consistency with how they do their business. Yeah. 
Well, guys, thank you so much for sharing your story. And um, I just wish the best success from Dress Up. I mean, I already ordered a couple of things from you guys this week. So um, it's part of that 10% that's yeah. delivered to Metro Atlanta <laughs> yeah. to my house. Now, in today's world, we don't care. So we just hope it gets there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if people want to go online yeah. and find mm-hmm. some of your locations, where can they do that? Yeah. Yeah. On the website, there's a location tab that has all of them listed mm-hmm. on there. Um, yeah. They all obviously have a Google. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go to Google and just search dress up, it'll pull up the closest one to you. Yeah. Yeah. Give you their hours and directions and all that stuff as well. And the website is shopdressup.com, shop right? right? Okay, mm-hmm. great. And yeah. then all your social media is just dress up uh, and with a location. Shop it's shop dress, shop dress up. up. As well. yeah. okay. Everything shop dress up, website, every social media platform as well. So. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. I yeah. really appreciate it. Absolutely. I love talking with you. Thank you. Thank you. As a Georgia peach, she loves pleasing people, so she wants to know how she can improve the show. So let her know, either on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, at Heidi Rue. Also be kind, because she's my wife. And if she has a bad day, then I'm really going to hear about it.